You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. You are listening to another episode of Ship Talking, 97.9 The Hill Show, where we talk about relationships. I am your host, Sharon Levine, joined by Matt Clayton, who is co-hosting with me today. Hello, Matt. Hey, Sharon. Glad to be back. <laughs> we also have Blake Corlang and Chloe Zachary joining us today. Hello, friends. Hey, Sharon and Matt. Thanks for having us on the show. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Blake and Chloe, you've been married for four and a half years, right? That's right. Um, you both live and work in the area. Tell us a little bit more about yourselves. Sure. Uh, my name is Blake. I am Chloe's husband. <laughs> I, uh, Most importantly. <laughs> I live in Durham. I work in Orange County as an attorney. And uh, happily married to Chloe for four and a half years. We've been together seven years total 2015 16 long time 2013 oh my goodness 2013 yeah. not looking good right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you were doing but yes <laughs> time flies oh, yeah. Having fun. Oh, yeah. chloe tell us about yourself yeah um well live with blake um i am a psychologist in durham and we are Probably most importantly, the proud parents of Huckleberry. Yes. Tell us about Huckleberry. Well, he's a special dog. Um, special boy. He has some unique needs. Um, he's scared of most things. Um, but Including his food bowl. Yeah, his food bowl. He cries every night. Aww. Takes a lot of coaching to get him to eat. Um, but we love him <laughs> in spite of himself. And he's six years old today. Aww. Ironically, he gets on really well with Sharon's dog, Darla. Who's also a little... Also a little, little, you know, has some unique needs. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're both in their own special universes, and they came together magically and decided <laughs> these universes can be simpatico together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have bond over our, our shared love of our, our pups. <laughs> um, I don't think that's, that was our plan to to talk about dogs for the whole episode though. Uh, why we don't, could, though. We, absolutely. <laughs> why don't you tell our listeners how you met? Cause I heard you have a unique story that I actually don't know. So I'm interested. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So I um, am about seven years younger than Blake and I was backpacking through Southeast Asia after graduating college with my sister um, and we met in Luang Prabang, Laos. Wow. Um, on a kayaking expedition on the Mekong River. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I was in between my last year of teaching middle school in Brooklyn and my first year of law school. And I was traveling in Southeast Asia um, for the summer alone. And, you know, you go to those excursion places and you're traveling and uh, I go in and I sign up for this kayaking excursion and I see Chloe and her sister and they're wearing a Georgetown University hat. And I'm from Maryland originally. And so I just asked them if they're, are you guys from the States? And they said, yeah. And it was pretty interesting that Chloe went to Georgetown and I grew up in Maryland, probably about 25 miles from where I was living. But we met all the way across the world yeah. in uh, Long Prabang. I think our first like alone time was climbing up this waterfall on the mountain so blake was traveling broadly alone but he was 
with a girl when we met. And, uh-huh. uh-huh. um, and this is not me in hindsight, like this girl sucked. <laughs> she, she just, she stuck. And that was really how Blake and I became friends because very quickly my sister and I were both like, what are you doing with this girl? Uh, she was Swedish and just very in your face and gruff and uh, just not the kindest. Um, and it was just kind of funny because we met them. They seemed to be, you know, a romantic duo and they kept asking my sister and I to hang out and to like do all these activities together. And we were like, don't they want to be alone? And it became clear <laughs> <a> that, <laughs> that they didn't or that like, I guess my line is that she was sort of following me around and then yeah. I saw Chloe yeah. and I realized there's no other one for me. No, that's <laughs> not even the sweetest girl. No, <laughs> so, no. Uh, I took Chloe to the top of waterfall. We had a great time up there. I made it all the way down to the final step. And I was trying to be really slick and cool. And I totally slipped in the last step and fell no, flat on my face no. on the bottom step. Oh, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, Blake and I were friends for a year because when we met, I was 21 and oh, he was wow. about to turn 30. And so I remember in the first couple of days that we met, I told my sister that's the type of guy I would like to marry. No way. Because Blake wow. was a full like generation beyond what would be acceptable in my mind at Oof. that age. <laughs> a full generation. Like, he was like out of my age bracket. But yeah. then, you know, you get you're, a, you're like early millennial though. But you get no. like but that's twenty one year old me. Early millennial and elder millennial. Those are very different. I had definitely elder. A year out of college, that age gap no longer seemed relevant. It was right, just that, like, right. I hadn't had a job out of college yet. Right. And right, right, right. was mm-hmm. well out of college. Yeah. I remember the moment that I sort of, like, noticed you as, like, we were hanging out a lot together. We were at this bar in Luang Prabang, and um, it was getting near towards curfew, which means we had to. I think they had like a 10 p.m. curfew for everybody there. Well, it's a communist country with yeah. very strict laws. Uh-huh. And we're getting there. We were playing Never Have I Ever. <laughs> and, Classic. And Chloe, Mature adult game. Chloe asked me a question. I think it was how many people I've been with. I said something like, I, said, <laughs> I don't know that I asked you. That. I think I said more than one and less than a thousand. And Chloe wadded up a napkin and threw it right in my face in disgust at my answer. And I was like, ah, oh, I like the sass on her. <laughs> Did you remember that? I, I would change details of that story, <laughs> but I did throw the napkin. That That's sounds true. pretty consistent. Yes. But no, we, we just stayed in touch through Gchat oh. largely for the next year. And I thought of Blake as sort of my like dating. Like we our our relationship really consisted of complaining about our mutually horrific dating stories um, so I, I think about a year after we got back, I dated a guy who eventually ended it with me because I liked dogs and wanted a dog eventually. No. And I was like, what? Like no. just on so many levels, but two, like we were not serious. So we weren't yeah. like about to get a dog. Um, but Blake was, had some really good advice about that one. Yeah, if you don't like dogs, then you certainly can't be in a relationship with you because anyone who doesn't like dogs is obviously not a good person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the first year that we knew each other sort of outside of traveling internationally, 
I just think of it as me in the library in my law school on GChat with Chloe. Aww. Well, she's working in her office, I think, at the NIH in yeah. D.C. I was in New York City and just sort of complaining about our dating lives. Chloe had this guy who hated dogs. Oh, but Blake's yeah. dating life was way worse. And I was dating this girl who revealed to me after a couple months dating that she was married. No. no. Can we hear that story yes. later? Okay. Of course. <laughs> you know, that is a whole yeah. story that you need to hear. Okay. And so, Chloe, wow. our friendship... We never, we never did anything romantic while we were traveling overseas. Just sort of became friends yeah. and kept in touch and then became like good G-chat friends. And then we became friends who just complained to each other about our respective horrible dating lives in D.C. and in New York. And I think that's sort of how we bonded. We're both like, oh, man. Complaining unites people. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it, we did that. And then I would go and visit D.C. and see Chloe and she'd come to New York and see me. We'd go on these sort of like non-date dates. Friend dates. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. I would go down, I would take her out to dinner and we'd get a drink afterwards Aww. and she'd come up and I remember one time Chloe told me a story. I took her to a ramen place in DC and we sat at the bar and Chloe had like a real date date the next night at the same place. And the guy who was like starting the food was looking at Chloe like, you're pretty good. <laughs> two different guys taking the same place on two consecutive nights. <laughs> I think he gave you props for that one. <laughs> I think he did. All right, yeah. I'm going to stop you right there because we're out of time. But I'm interested in hearing how this continues from here. Thank okay. you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. They say, they say, Brandy, and now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. We are back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, joined by Matt. Hey, Sharon. And Blake. Hello. And Chloe. Hello. Chloe and Blake, we left off with you describing the start of your relationship. Uh, You developed a friendship after meeting in Laos that continued back to the States um, on Gchat mostly. But you were, uh, before the break, you were talking about how the two of you would often go visit each other. Um, But at the time, it was more or less platonic. Yes. So how did it develop from there? I remember the night. No. Oh, gosh. It, Tell us about the night. From Tell us the night. <laughs> to a uh, little more romantic. Okay. I went to visit Chloe in D.C. And it was in the wintertime. It was sort of chilly. And <laughs> we went on one of these, like, non-date dates, I would say. They were getting more date-like. Were they? Yeah. Nice. I and think there was a, a subtly mounting sexual tension. Were you aware of that or is that it, more? I think it had been slowly, I, we'd, I think at first it was really truly platonic and then it slowly was like a little twinkle mm-hmm. and then it was like yeah. that night, well, you can, yeah, the more we talked, the more we hung out, it became like a little more, I guess. Was it the same other. for you, Blake, or were you kind of on, on the, let's do this boat the whole time? Um, I was trying to be like really respectful and I knew there was a distance involved and I knew that she was younger and I was just enjoying like being friends and hanging out. But I did like have an attraction and thought that she, like the personalities matched and everything. But then it all happened. We went on these, one of these non-date dates and I was dropping Chloe off back at her place 
and she Chloe was vegan at the time. So wait, when you would go to visit, would you stay with each other or no? No. No. Okay. No, yeah. no, we weren't we, even visiting each other. Yeah, we'd, okay. be, we'd just be visiting, you know, our respective other cities, and we'd see each other. You're combining two stories. I'm not. No, you invited, <laughs> you, you invited me. You were vegan at the time, and you invited me into your place because you said I just baked these great vegan was it cupcakes or brownies. That was the night that you thought I was trying to hit on you. Well, it was the night you were hitting on me. So you invited me in your, pl- into Come your get place, these brownies. and you said, I made these great <laughs> vegan brownies. Were they cupcakes or brownies? They were German chocolate cupcakes. Okay, cupcakes. <laughs> I remember these two. Yeah. Right. And Closer Blaine invites me into her place, and she break, we go to her living room in her apartment, and we get some German chocolate cupcakes, and they were delicious. And then Chloe says, hey, my radiator, my bedroom isn't working. Can you come in and fix it? And I was thinking, oh, that's... There's the line. I think Chloe's throwing the vibe out there. <laughs> and, Except for... And I didn't know how to fix radiators at all, but I pretended like I did. And I said, sure, no problem. Do you have a wrench and a screwdriver? <laughs> and we, <laughs> we, we go, I go to her room and I just start twisting like the knobs and banging on the, the, like, the parts of the radiator and just pretending like I know what I'm doing. And somehow it just... We started working. I have no idea how. I cannot tell you what Aww. I did. And then it was never broken. So we're in Chloe's bedroom. Yeah. And we both were sitting on Chloe's bed and we're sort of awkwardly sitting there. And none of us were doing anything. And we just sort of went, um, okay, great. And we sort of walked we walked <laughs> back into the living room. And that was the night that I realized that Chloe was trying to the vibe out well, that's when night. Blake realized that, but I wasn't intentionally doing Let's that. Let's hear your version. I did not become like it. It was not until the night that we actually kissed that I was. I had the thought, okay, there's mounting physical attraction here. I literally had the thought. I think we just need to get it out of our system so we can go back to being friends. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> And little did she know, you just can't get me out of your no. system. No. Yeah. Oh. Not that yeah. Nope. No. But uh, so that's <laughs> that's where it, oh, <laughs> that's where it started. Um, but Blake deserved it because he'd been through some real hardship that year. That sounds like it. You want to tell him about your tell uh, us about your successful hardship. dating story? Successful dating. <laughs> well, I think the we talked earlier about how Chloe and I really bonded over our horrible dating stories in our respective cities. Me in New York and Chloe in DC. Uh-huh. And the one that really I complained to Chloe the most about was um, this woman who I would say got me twice. The first time I met her was well before I met Chloe. I was a teacher in Brooklyn, PS twenty seven middle school and I went to one of these like teacher trainings where they have yeah. teachers from all over the city go and I met her there and we just sort of clicked at this teacher training and we didn't know each other beforehand and started dating and things were going pretty well for a while remember I took her to this really you know nice for me Italian place in Queens Aww. and we get the menus and they're really big menus <laughs> like it's an Italian place they've got a hundred things on the menu and she was looking a little sheepish and she's like, Blake, I have to tell you something. And I was like, oh, yeah, we've been dating for like, you know, seven weeks. You can tell me anything. And she takes the menu and just puts it over her face so I can't see her. So I sort of stood up 
and I pushed my hand across the table and I pushed the menu down so I could see her <laughs> face again. And I was like, what do you want to tell me? It's okay. And she goes, I just want to let you know that I'm married and I've been married the whole time. And I was a little shocked by It'd this. It'd be funnier if she was like, I got married last yeah, week. Right. <laughs> I got married last night. Because I'd met her family. I met her mother. No. I met her grandmother. Oh, my god! Her grandmother, like, made me tacos how does in that, her house. How does that even work? Were they nice to you? They were so nice to me. They liked me a lot. <laughs> and I think the, the other guy. They must have hated this other guy. They didn't like him so much. But they were still married. And so that sort of ended that i remember saying like oh I'm, i'll help you work through this but there really was nothing i could do to help her work through it right and she gave you some sort of line like it was a a green card marriage or something for him well that was that wasn't time number oh, two oh, let's bring, oh, let's oh, bring this into the second time that this, like this woman six got years me. later or something. so about yeah about i was in my first year of law school so i think it was about it was about a couple years later three or four years later and at this point, I had already met Chloe, and we're sort of doing the G chat thing. And we're, but we're totally and, friends but, now. And she called me just out of the blue one day. Chloe? Like, no. Oh, the, it's a, the woman, okay. The woman who got me in the Italian restaurant. She who yeah. should not be named. Yeah. Um, and she called me out of the blue, and I was like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "Hey, I'm just you know I've been thinking about you. Do you do you want to meet up sometime?" I was like, "Okay." Maybe you're not married to this guy anymore and you're a single person now. <laughs> An assumption Blake made. I made the assumption because the first time we met, it was sort of a random thing. We're at this teacher training. This time she actively called me and yeah. initiated. So we, uh, we meet up and things start going well again. And we start dating for a little bit of period of time. And I remember we were in Long Island City, also in Queens, not an Italian restaurant, but on the waterfront, looking into the beautiful Manhattan skyline. And she's like, Blake, I, I've got to tell you something. And I was like, oh, don't tell me you're married. Ha, 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 ha. And she goes, yeah. No. I'm married. I was like, to the same guy? She goes, no. <gasps> to a different guy. <laughs> what? Yeah. She what? said that this one was a green card marriage, and she married the guy so he could stay. And, and so. <laughs> what did you say? I was, I usually am not like a yeller and screamer, but I was like why are you doing this? And I was like, where does this guy think you are when you're hanging out yeah. with me? Like almost every weekend. So rude. So, so rude. I remember being, I, <laughs> so rude. I remember, be, yeah, I remember being pretty upset. I was about complaining it. about my yeah. dog guy. Yeah. And then he told me this story. I was like, I remember being upset. I was like, I was like, I never, I don't want to see you again. Like, this is just what you've done is just like, it's not nice to me. It's not nice to this guy. You're not being nice to yourself. You're not being nice to your boy. Like not being nice Blake, to your mom. I love that. You know? You're not being nice. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like, really say something like that. And then, but it was like 11 o'clock at night and she lives pretty deep into Queens and I don't want her to take the train by herself. So I got on the train with her. I took hey. the train back oh. to her place and then Such I had to get back gentleman. and I was living in Brooklyn and so I had to take, I think it was the seven train. And so I, I didn't get home until like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was sort yeah. of like full, full yeah. of me once, shame on you. Holy oh. Christ. I was like, yeah. like, I think you learned your lesson. You shouldn't assume this lady is not married. Well, I think I must is I need to look at people's ring fingers from now on. Yeah. See if there's tan lines on those ring fingers. Oh, yeah. That, just, Dave, that just, Dave, the Dave Berman quote. I wish I knew that before. Just yeah. ask really directly on Dave yeah. Mine. Are you married? Are, Are you, you married? married? So I guess if we're going to give any advice to the good people out there in the world of the internet podcasting, if someone asked you on a date, the first thing you should ask them before even their name is, are you married? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. 
some good advice. That's great advice. Thank you. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Matthew. We'll be right back for more in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. The sailor say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. We are back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, joined by Matt and Blake and Chloe. We have heard a lot from Blake and Chloe tonight. We've heard how they met. We have heard about Blake's, um, I don't even know what to call call this. Horror stories. (laughs) Horror, (laughs) multiple horror stories from the same woman. Um, and now we're going to do something that we've done a little bit on some past episodes. I have a list of, I think it's like 150 silly questions to ask your spouse. These are just like totally random stuff. And Matt and I have pre-selected a couple and we're going to throw them at you and see what comes up. So we're not going to do 150 questions. You're not going to do 150 (laughs) questions. Okay. Thank you. You ready? (laughs) Right. right, Matt, you want to go with yours first? Sure. All right. First question. Uh, this one very pertinent to me uh yeah this is a very very right, mad well, question right, yeah. but- <laughs> <laughs> what uh what annoys you most when you're at an airport oh well now it's that blake makes us get there three hours early <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he does it too what annoys me most is when chloe makes me get there 10 minutes too late. <laughs> we have to run onto the flight before the doors close and beg them to open up the doors. So that has the never happened. Has that um, happened? But no. because no, we get that three hours early. <laughs> Blake would like to be able to sit down and have a full sit down meal prior to a oh, flight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because just do you get there early world. enough for that, then you're doing really In my opinion, know. success is. Going through security, walking to your gate, and walking straight onto the and plane. And they're, they're, they just started boarding. Yeah, yeah me too. that's such a small margin for error. Like what if you get in traffic? What if you get the parking? What if the, there's a line? What if they find your weapons in your bag? (laughs) 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 Matt, I feel like you have an answer to this. What is is your biggest airport pet peeve? Everything. I hate the airport. (laughs) Everything about the airport. I hate going there. I hate parking. (laughs) I hate waiting in line. I hate, thinking, having those anxiety thoughts while in line, like, oh, what if I have a bomb in my bag? Oh, oh my <laughs> a bag of cocaine from, like, when I was 18 in my bag for some reason. Or just, it's this, yeah, it's, it's an anxiety trap for me. It's terrible. <laughs> but Sharon loves the airport. It's, like, her favorite place in the world. <laughs> I like so I don't All right. Second question. You ready? This is my question. Yeah. I thought this was stupid. I thought it was good. What would make you lose on Fear Factor? Oh. That's the one where you have to do something. Yeah. Really. Ooh. Oh, no. You can answer for each other, too. Oh. What are the things they do on that show? I've never really seen it. Eat um, gross stuff. Eat bugs. Get in, like, like a, a coffin full I, uh, of cockroaches. I could not. Get really, like. I could not be covered in cockroaches. That that would be beyond my. There's no amount of money I would do that for. I don't know if this is. I'm allowed to say this, but like whenever I'm in the woods and going to the bathroom, <laughs> I just have a fear that like a snake is just going <laughs> to 
to jump, just jump up. Your challenge would be to urinate in the presence of straight snakes. Yeah, that that would make me lose a fear factor. What's, what's funny is yeah. just that's a that's a fear that I've heard a lot of men say. Is that like as a common fear? Is like a snake's gonna come out of nowhere and just like well, what do you think the snake's gonna like bite, bite your see it? Sibling? Maybe it's gonna be like hey. See it <laughs> You, you look like me. Let's make out or let's kiss. You and, look like ah, me. Oh, God. Huh. Yeah, does that make you feel I've, a little I've bit? had that fear before, too. Yeah. I've something I've fear. never thought about. Yeah, I learned something new about you today. I think about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, you two. Thank you for joining us on Ship Talking. Do you have any, like, uh, I don't know, lasting thoughts, words of wisdom? Um. Wow. I mean, you can I, say no. I just very, threw that at you. We're not super wise, but I would just say, <laughs> let the small things go. Yeah. There's a lot of small mm-hmm. things. Yeah, just find someone who is like seventy five percent of exactly what you want. Aww. And then who's twenty five percent? You can stay on. Who's twenty five percent? You stay round them up to a one. <laughs> round, round them up to a one, Aww. and just uh, you know, let let the small things go and love the big things. Love it. Wonderful, beautiful advice. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts like Blake does, right? I listen to the show every week. All right. Be like Blake. Make it real easy to listen to us uh, whenever we air. And that's all I have. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. She has them say brand name.